Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. From one religious ideology to the next ideology, it started there, but it didn't stay there. And the further in the early church period, in the early church age, the apostolic age, there was a constant decline amongst Jewish believers about Christianity, in part, I believe, because of the pressure that was placed on them that everything when pressure is applied, you can tell what you're made of. I'm gonna let this soak in. I'm talking about Jews, but I'm talking about life. I'm talking about people who start things and stop. I'm talking about the difference between being free and being free indeed. I'm talking about understanding that people will say things with their mouth, but when it comes time to pay the bill, And so you will find there is a decline so much in early, can I teach just a little bit? There is such a decline in early conversion amongst Jews in the first apostolic age period, right on up to the Nicene Creed and the establishment thereof. There is a constant falling away of Jews, part because when the pressure is applied. So Jesus is saying to them, yeah, yeah, you say you believe me now. But let's see what time does to this. You, yeah, yeah, you say you love me now. Let's see what time does to this. Let, be, be, because what you're saying is wonderful, and, and you might be free, but there's a difference between being free and being free. Indeed, there's a difference between embracing a liberating ideology and really walking in total freedom and wholeness and delivery. It's one thing to talk the talk, and it's another thing to walk the walk. People are much better at talking good game than they are at playing good game. When they find out how much it costs you to really be committed, most people walk away. They like the idea of love, but not the reality of love. They like the idea of freedom, but not the reality of freedom. Because freedom is a messy business. Freedom is a messy business. There is no, there are no people in the world that became free without struggle. Freedom is a messy, radical, flamboyant business. People don't just set you free. They don't just give you the advantage of freedom when they have enjoyed the advantage of your entrapment. Come on, stay with me. So freedom is a messy business, and you have to fight for it. It's the same way with love. It's really a tough business. It's, it's not tough on the honeymoon. 
Oh, it's good on the honeymoon. It's good in the dating process. But then when you really get to working it out, it really gets to be a messy business. It might not always have candles and music. Sometimes love is proven by hospital beds and affliction and tests and struggle. It starts out cute. But let me see how you continue. Just touch somebody and say it costs you something. Yeah, that's right, you will not microwave this. Some stuff doesn't cook well in the microwave because it's too fast. Good food takes time. You can get it done in a hurry, and yes, we can eat it, but if, it, if it's going to be good, you can't do a good pot roast in a microwave. It's not that it won't be cooked through, but really good food is slow cooked over long time. Jesus says, oh, I know what I'm talking about. Jesus says, if you continue, you shall be free indeed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I started thinking about Independence Day uh, in this country wasn't about food. Uh, in 1776, they were sitting up eating hot dogs and ribs and talking about mama bring the potato salad. No, they were, they were fighting against taxation and tyranny, trying to gain independence so that they could be free. And over blood and pain and killings and shootings, Freedom costs something. Not salad, not baked beans, not corn roll muffins. No, it costs something before you can celebrate. It costs something. And so I started thinking about all of the innocent, innocent. In, the, because I fought back doesn't mean I wasn't innocent. Because if you hadn't took it, I wouldn't have had to fight. So I started thinking about all the innocent bloodshed that was necessary to get us where we are. That it cost something. And I thought, Lord, can there be freedom without cost? Which drove me back to the text, which said, the freedom that would liberate these Jewish converts from the captivity of sin also required the bloodshed of the innocent. But the blood was the blood of... The blood was the blood of Jesus, who had to pay the price to earn the freedom so that we might be free. Now, if you're not willing to talk about what it costs, you'll give it up easy. The problem with us never wanting to admit that we had to disrupt things, violate things, sometimes go against our own principles to get the freedom, if we can't admit what it costs,
God. Oh, God. So Jesus says to them, I want you to be free and free indeed. And I'm talking to you about what it costs to be free. I know you're up now as a person, as an individual. I know you're up now. I know you're stable now. I know you got it together now as a person, as an individual. But can I talk to you about what it costs for you to get up? Let me talk about it from a parent's perspective. When your kids grow up and they mature, they end up okay. And when they end up okay, they really kind of forget what all they took you through. Come on, stay with me, stay with me. And now we sit up drinking Kool-Aid, but it costs so much. It, it costs me giving up my time and my freedom and, and not going where I wanted to go and doing what I wanted to do. It cost me buying for you when I couldn't buy for myself. It cost me getting in the fights with neighbors that I'd have never had to fight with if my kid and their kid hadn't brought them into my life and wouldn't have been together. It cost me sacrificing for what I wanted to do to do what you want to do. It cost me enduring your insults and agonies and aggravations to get you to the point that you now understand where I'm coming from and even though you don't remember how much it cost oh, oh y'all ain't gonna talk to me this morning look at you as a believer today you settled out you yourself you settled out but it costs something to get where you are tell three people to say it costs something to get where I am it costs something. I'm, I'm not just talking about school books and tuition. It costs something. It costs enduring some things. It costs overcoming some obstacles. It costs making... But it was a hostile takeover. I had to fight my way out. I had to cry my way out. I had to crawl my way out. I had to do things I wish I hadn't have done to get where I am today. It costs... Touch your neighbor and say it costs something. Cost, it costs, it costs, it costs, it costs years, it costs time, it costs hurt feelings and disappointments, it costs rejections and ostracization, it costs putting kids on my back, working a double job to get you to where you are, it costs something to get to where I am, it costs me some bad relationships, failed marriages, broken hearts, it costs me something. That's why when I get ready to praise the Lord, I don't care how you look at me. You can't stare me down and take my praise. It cost me something. It cost me to clap my hands. It cost me to lift him up. It cost me to give him the glory. It cost, I wish I had a thousand praises that would give God a... Still to come on the Potter's Touch. For he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And Paul got it in the New Testament and said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to run. You don't have to hide. I'm trying to lose somebody in here. You don't have to look back over your shoulder. 
because you are not a runaway. When it comes to progressing to the next level in your ministry, you are not alone. Leaders just like you will be coming together to develop strategies to break through to the next stage of effectiveness and influence. It's time for you to think yourselves clear for creative leaders to emerge and recharge. Register today for the International Pastors and Leadership Conference, April 21st through the 23rd, 2016 at pastorsandleaders.org. I'm trying to understand the difference between free and free indeed. Dr. James, I'm trying to figure this out because there seems to be a distinction between being free and free indeed. So I looked at Barnes Notes, he didn't have anything. I looked at Matthew Henry, he didn't have anything. I looked in this concordance and that concordance and Nelson couldn't find anything. Distinction between free and free indeed. God used a strange teacher to teach me the difference between free and free indeed. Richard Matt and David Sweat taught me the difference between free and free indeed. You remember Richard Matt and David Sweat? Yeah, these are the two escaped convicts who were in prison wishing they could be free and entering into a plot with a staff member decided that whatever we got to do to get out of this, we will be free. So they planned an escape and it worked and they got out and they were free. But they were not free indeed. Because all the while they were shouting about being free, they were looking over their shoulder, wondering how long will the freedom last. So it's one thing to be free, and it's another thing. Jesus said, I didn't just come to set you free because you can be free and not be free indeed. I want you to be so free that you never have to look back over your shoulder. Is there anybody who's tired of living like a runaway? Dead that your yesterday is going to catch up with your today. Grab your neighbor and tell him I want to be free indeed. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be free. I want to be free indeed. And then I'm, when, when I got to talking to Brother Matt and them, I went to the Word of God and said, it's always been like that. said, when I brought my children out of Egypt, I brought them out from under Pharaoh's hand, and they escaped Pharaoh, and they were free. But they kept looking back over their shoulder because what they were free from was still chasing them. And when they got down to the Red Sea, God said, that's when I took them from free to free indeed. Because when I drowned Pharaoh in the Red Sea, 
mistakes give you wisdom. It is not what I did right that informed me. It is what I did wrong that informed me. But if I can never admit that I did things wrong, then I never grow to the freedom that makes you free indeed. Are you following what I'm saying? I know this is heavy for Sunday morning. When you get to the point that you are free indeed, you are not just conditionally free, but you are positionally free. When those two convicts escaped the prison, they were conditionally free. But because they were only conditionally free, they had to live on the run, not being positionally free. They apprehended again because the freedom was not free indeed. But he whom the Son have set free is free. You know what I realized? They escaped jail trading one prison for another. One of them had bars you could see, and the other one had bars you couldn't see. Oh, God. Sometimes I watch people escape this worse at least in prison they weren't being shot at they could eat they could sleep but now living on the run you escape one hell for you jump out of one bad relationship to get into You swapped the devil and went all with the witch. Mama would say you jumped out of the frying pan. But he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. If your life has been a series of swapping one kind of prison for another, and if you're tired of jumping from the frying pan into the fire, swapping the devil for the witch, maybe it's time not to take your life into your own hands and climb out the window and sleep in the drain pipe. Is that really free? And Jesus said, if I declare you free, you are free indeed. 
Uh, Alas, brothers and sisters, I hate to go, but I have got to go. Freedom truly comes with a cost, and after we've suffered a while, we realize that Jesus didn't come just to set us free. He came that we may be free indeed. Allow that freedom to possess the very depths of your being and walk in it and never forfeit it, not for anyone, not for anybody. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Hey, friends, it's not too late before I close out. It is not too late. I need to hear from you. If you're thinking about coming to our pastors and leadership conference, you need to stop procrastinating and join us today. Maybe you should make it a gift to your pastor and his wife. Maybe those of you who undergird him in ministry want to see what all the buzz is about. Thousands of pastors coming from around the world to Orlando, Florida, and they are coming that they might have an experience with God. April 21st through the 23rd, join me at the International Pastors and Leadership Conference. It's an investment that will yield a harvest that is indescribable. What I will not resolve and what I will not let go will kill my future. It will kill my destiny. No matter what has held you back, God wants to set you free. Is there anybody who's tired of living like a runaway? Dead that your yesterday is going to catch up with your today. For your gift of any size, you will receive freedom. It costs too much on CD as well as three free indeed note cards, serving as daily reminders of the freedom that Christ paid for. When you are free indeed, you shock yourself. Because what used to get to you doesn't get to you anymore. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Bishop's liberating three-part DVD series, Destined for Freedom. Fear lives next door, and doubt lives across the street, and weakness is around the corner. But in the middle of all of that craziness in your community, if you can hold on to just a little bit of faith, a little bit of faith to pull you out of all kinds of trouble, all kinds of pain, all kinds of turmoil, just a little bit of faith. However, when your gift is $100, dollars or more, you'll receive freedom. It costs too much on CD, the free and deep note cards, and the Destined for Freedom 3-message DVD set. We also want to give you the Destined for Freedom decorative press with these to remind you every day that freedom is more than a condition. It's your destiny. The shift God is making in your life right now isn't even about you. This is a generational blessing. Christianity 
is God's attempt to reach man. It's through Christ. It's not what we do for God. It's what God has done for us in sending Jesus to die on the cross because it's done and it's finished and it's a gift. It's a gift you can reach out and accept as your own. Reality TV is all the rage, but the reality is our nation and today's generation good morning. a cultural war, and we've been losing. But Daystar is fighting back, and I'm proud to be a part of it. If ever there was a need for Christian television, that time is right now. Sending God's word across America and around the world, providing hope for a better reality. You've experienced it. Now tell a friend to tune in to Daystar. Today's generation makes Daystar their home for fake television. Daystar, experience it. The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On this special episode of Life Today. Each day we're bombarded with troubling headlines about different tragedies around the world. And unfortunately, events ranging from natural disasters to terrorism claim several hundred innocent lives each month. Well, just look at some of the, the real facts about what's going on in the world and just say, okay, what's the answer? Next on Life Today. and I are so thrilled to be able to share this time with you. I'm James Robinson. I just wonder, have you ever, have you ever had a, a, a time or some challenge in your life that you just thought, I, I wish somebody would help me with this? Have you ever known that it would be possible for that help to come? And you just long for it? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a family member, a child. Maybe it's an illness but you really wish someone would notice. You know, Betty, one of the things that I've told our viewers over the years is that we are able to rejoice that our children and grandchildren love God, get along beautifully. And I've said this many times, because I don't think either one of us want to take credit for the miraculous, joy-filled lives that our children seem to live and experience. I've many times said I think many viewers and many people who heard me preach in the stadiums or coliseums all over America actually took seriously praying for our children and for our family because they said, obviously, James has gone a lot, a lot of pressure on Betty at home. And you took seriously the fact that we could sure use your prayers. Do you know that during this time frame right here, thousand people will call our prayer center? Sometimes it reaches more than 
Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good morning. 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 Good
And that thing said, ooh, wow. Go back to sleep, fam. We'll handle it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In the, in the words of Maria, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen and amen. Oh, my God. Yes, God. Today is a beautiful day outside. Even though it's raining cats and dogs here in Chicago, it's a beautiful day outside. Well, so y'all getting the the cats and dogs in Chicago now, but we had the dogs and the cats and the bulls and the horses all that night, baby. It's so far out here, I can't see nothing. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. It's raining over there by you, Felicia? It's raining over here by us. Oh, wow. It's not over here. <laughs> what? I said it's not raining over here. Uh, see how Illinois is? It don't make no sense. It's having a ball over here. Oh, uh, my What did you say, Reba? I say having a ball over here. I was raining over by you, too? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's coming my way, then. <laughs> All morning. Good morning. All right, that's right, Arthur. You go ahead. You said y'all handled it. I'm going back on mute. Bye. Uh, you, boy, you ain't even got to act like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Open us up. Get it started. Okay. I will open us up, but I'm just saying, Sam, you need to get it together. You know what I'm saying? Sis. <laughs> <laughs> Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, it's once again that we enter into your throne room of grace, Lord God, that we may obtain the mercies and the grace, Lord, to help us throughout the day. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for our lying down last night and your angels watching over us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you kept the deaf angels from our bedsides, Lord, that we can rise again to see the glory and the beauty that only you can give to to us here on this earth. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that like-minded brothers and sisters have come to commune with you, Lord God, to enter through your your throne room, Lord, of grace and mercy, Lord God, to ask you for guidance and direction throughout the day. We thank you, O Lord God, that you have counted all of our sins uh, given for us, Lord God. You have scattered them for us as far as the east as the west. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for your anointing that you have given, given each and every last one of us. Father God, we as brothers and sisters of prayer shifting ministry members, Lord God, come, Lord God, because we thirst, because we hungry, Lord God, and we want to eat the food that you have given us. We want to drink the waters from the fountain that will fill our hearts up and we will never thirst again. We want to thank you, O oh God, that all your promises are yea and amen unto your glory. Father God, I'm reminded in, my, in the world that I was read through my morning, early morning prayer call, Lord God, in Isaiah 41 and 17 through 20, Lord God, that the poor would thirst, Lord God, but you would give us the waters, Lord God, that was set on high, that is planted down in the valleys, Lord God, that we should never thirst again. We want to thank you, oh God, that we are drinking the waters, Lord God, that will fill us up and give us a fresh renewal, the energy that we need to make it throughout this day. Even on the struggles that we are trying, Lord God, we should never thirst again, Lord God. The dry places will be watered, Lord God. We will have more than enough, Lord God, because we trust and believe in you. I want to thank you, Lord God, also for the message that was brought forth this morning about 
by Bishop T.D. Jakes, Lord God, that when he was preaching, Lord God, he was talking about whom the Son set free, Lord God, he is free indeed. That means that there's no condemnation, Lord God, to those who are Christ Jesus, Lord God, that our past sins have been forgiven, Lord God. We don't have to run, we don't have to hide, Lord God, because we know, Lord God, that our sins have been given and we have been set free. So, Father God, we don't have to look back over the things that we once did, Lord God, but we can press toward the mark of a higher calling who is in Christ Jesus. Father God, I ask that your glory fill this house, Lord God. Fill our hearts, Lord God. Fill our fill us with love, Lord God. Get into those dry places and water them so that it can bring forth great fruit, Lord, much fruit, Lord God. Bless each and every one on this call, Lord God. Marie, Lord God. Bless her right now, Lord God. She's free indeed, Lord God. Although she's matriculating in school, Lord God, she don't have to worry about how she's going to pay the loan. Erica, although she has finished, the loan has already been paid, Lord God. Sam, even over his debts, Lord God, and my debts, and Ariva, her, her, her struggles, and Pam and Lisa and their struggles, Lord God, it has already been paid for because Jesus bought on Calvary Cross. And by you consecrating us and setting us apart, Lord God, to be ministers and doers of your word, Lord God, not just ministers and doers, but seeking your word and living your word and abiding in your word and basking in your word, Lord God. It is already done. Everything we need, Lord, we can come before your fountain, Lord God, and you can fill us up with your Holy Spirit, with your glory, with your glory, with the blessings that only you can give. As we go forth, Lord God, let the light be radiant upon us. Us. We thank you, O oh God, for what you've done and what you're doing. We thank you for keeping our families safe from all her harmony days, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, that we don't look like Lord, what we've been through, Lord God, because we walk differently. We look differently. We talk and sing and we pray differently, Lord God. We were not the same as we once was, Lord God, but we've been renewed by your the fresh anointing that you've given us. And as we go forth, Lord God, we pray and ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that those who are unsaved, Lord God, that they will seek your face and your will in your way. Turn from the wicked ways so that you can heal the land, Lord God. You will heal us of our backsliding ways. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. The song said when Jesus says yes. No one can say no. Father God, we thank you this morning, Father God, that when you said yes, when you died on the cross to free us from our sin, Father God, when you died on our behalf, Father God, you were taking us into your family, into your fold. And when you give us directions and guidance, Father, and instructions, Lord God, no matter what man says, no matter what man tries to do, no matter how man tries to hold us back, if you say yes, nobody can say no. Lord God, we thank you that you took a thought enough of us, Father God, us lowly people, Father God, who are not even worthy to sit at your feet, Father God. You thought enough for us to send your son Jesus to die on the cross to save us from our sins. Lord God, I just thank you right now for prayer shift the ministry and the time that those in charge place into this call, Father God, that your word may go forth, Father God, that discussions are 
our health, Father God, that causes us to dig deeper within our own self, Father God, and even dig deeper into the Word, Father. Lord God, we just thank you for the movement of your Holy Spirit upon this call, Father God, as you have transformed so many of our lives, Father. We are renewed each day, each day a new life, a new beginning, a new opportunity, Father God, to learn more for you. Father God, I thank you right now for traveling grace and mercy as we each go to our various destinations, Father God. I just thank you right now for your love, your kindness, your joy, and your peace, Father God. So often we come before you asking for things. But Father God, today I just want to praise and worship your holy and your righteous name for who you are, God, for loving on us, for caring for us, for salvation, for deliverance, Father God. Lord God, right now I pray for Sam. Father God, I do report an extra measure of strength to his heart and his spirit and his mind right now, Father God. Renew him where he's weak. Strengthen him, Father God, in those areas, Lord God, that's in the dark crevices of his heart right now, Father God. Lord God, I said you touch his mind, Father. Continue to feed into him the words that you would have the desire for him to feed into us as he learns and continues to die to himself, Father God, so that he may walk in the light in which you have called him to walk. Father God, I just thank you right now for the light that you have shown to each and every one of our lives. And in your word, you tell us we are a light that cannot be hid by a buster, Father God. So as we go throughout this day, may we say and do something to give encouragement and life to someone else. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And amen again. Anybody else? Alright. Oh boy, how rumbo shit it'll go rumba grind it'll go fish to go fish to go fish to go fish to go run out of gun to the gun to the gun to the gun to go sarumbo fish to go mbaka ka sakara of shit to the kumbaka ka Shit, it'll go say, 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 shit, it'll go say,
Horombo Koseraka Sere Kosere 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 Kosere
he wants you to get there. You're lining up with him, so he's not going to hold you back. It's up to you to make the choice. When you make that choice, he will supply all your needs. Make that choice right now at this moment that you will allow God to fill you up, that you will allow God to lead you where you need to be. Make that choice right now at this moment that you will not say no to the Holy Spirit, that you will submit and allow the anointing of Christ to increase in your heart. Make that choice right now that of course that you will learn how to walk with him, learn how to flow in him, learn how to decrease so that he can increase. Make that choice right now. That choice is yours. It is not his. It is your decision. He is not going to violate your will, not in this dispensation, not at this time. There is a time where every knee should bow. There is a time when every tongue should confess. But right now in this dispensation, it's up to you whether or not you choose to line up with his word, his will, and his way. But if you allow him, oh, Jesus, yes, 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 yes. Mm. If you allow him to begin to enter into your heart, if you allow him to begin to flow inside your spirit, soul, and body, if you allow him to give you the revelation that is needed so that you can become the man and woman of God that he created you to be. Did you get that? Who he created you to be, each and every one of us is not a fullness of what he created us to be. We're we're being reassembled. We're being remade in his image. Each and every one of us at some point in time got off the track, got into perversion, just got just got bad. But now we're allowing God to replace those parts, those damaged parts to give us new parts, whatever is needed, so he can make us into whom he desires us to be. God's got a covenant that needs to be fulfilled. He's looking for men and women to sign up and walk with him. God's got a covenant that needs to be fulfilled, and he's looking for people who say yes to his word, his will, and his way, and line up and do those things that he desires and needs to be done. Are you one of them? Are you one of the chosen ones? You can be just by saying, yes, God. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to understand it all. You just have to say, yes, God. And from that point on, every day, every moment, you just continue to learn how to submit. Every day, every moment, you continue to learn how to decrease so he can increase. Every day, every moment, you say, Holy Spirit, come and teach me some more. Feel me more. Grow me more. Every day, you just begin to confess. You begin to see and avail yourself to him. If you will do those things, you you will begin to walk into the fullness of who God created you to be. Nothing can hold you back from accomplishing what God, come on now, come on now, come on now, come on now, come on now. Mm. I said nothing, nothing, no thing, nobody, nothing, not a man can keep you from doing what God has ordained for you to do. Because, see, in order to get to you, they got to go through God. Oh, come on now. Do you understand what I'm saying? In order to stop you, they got to stop God. Come on now. Do you feel me? Do you understand what I'm saying? In order to get to what it is that you're trying to do, what you set your hand to, when you've been walking in the footsteps that ordered by the Lord, in order to stop you, they got to stop God. They tried that over 2,000 years ago in Calvary. It failed then, it's going to fail now. 
misdirected. We know that without your knowledge, with with understanding, we could be dumbfounded and confused. So, Father, we thank you in advance for your multiple blessings. We come right now for the church. We come about that as your truth is spoken through social media, through those who are missionaries on the front line, those who stand on the corners and pass out tracks, those who just let your light shine through them. Father God, we pray that the church stands strong in your word and that they continue that we continue to increase in our knowledge, wisdom, understanding and discerning power that we only have through you. Father God come that the, the leaders of the of the church building apostles, the ministers, the bishops, that as they go forward, they let your word of truth be spoken. No, no lie can be spoken without, without it being discerned by the body. Father God, we ask that you, will, that you will encourage them to tell the truth, that you will encourage them to be the leaders that they have been called to be and not want out. Uh, to be prosperous, but they want the souls of their people to prosper, Father God. We comfort those buildings with us, you will protect them on every hand, from every spiritual witchcraft, from the affairs of unsound doctrine, Father God. As we go forward, Lord, we ask that you also watch for those who are addicted, those who are in prison. We ask, oh Lord, that you will give them a ray of sunshine today, even as it's raining outside. Let your Holy Spirit rain upon them so that they're able to receive deliverance from their addiction, that they're able to receive deliverance from their their prisons, oh God, in their mind and in their spirit. Because you said you gave them comfortable liberty. Let them find liberty, freedom within you, and also we come for those who are in the prison household, those who are prison because of, of, of Trump charges, because of somebody's lies, oh God, because of just the system worked against them while about was coming that their case is reopened and that, uh, that it goes before a judge and that they're exonerated and that their record is the king of the fact that that is expunged and that it cannot it no longer be um, give a negative report against the father. And for those who are guilty and they're looking and they're they're going to be in jail for for a long time, oh Lord, we ask that you will give them the strength that they will find you as behind those prison walls, oh God, and that they will find the liberty and spirit of God and body, and that your light shine through them, oh Lord, and we come for those who are um, sick and. Uh, and in hospice, we comfort those from, from the molecule to the skin, oh God. Every disorder, every cancer, every um, tumor, arthritis, uh, any brain functions from dementia to Alzheimer's, oh God, just even um, slight forgetfulness of that. We come that you will reverse and that you will regenerate and that you will revive, oh God, and that you will heal, oh Lord. From the inside out, if it's because of it's because of sin, if it's because of their eating habits, if it's because of God, they just wrong choices help them there be such a turnaround that they will feel the healing from the inside out, oh God. We stand in agreement with their prayers that they will be healed, oh Lord, that the doctors will be confounded and that they will be able to go and and walk out of the hospital against what the doctors have diagnosed, oh God. And we thank you in advance for that. And we also pray for those who have lost loved ones, 
both in this nation and in the other nations of God, due, due to violence, due to sickness, due to wars of God, the casualties, and just the because people just don't don't preserve life anymore. If you wrote in your words that you do not like murder because we are made in your image, so God just help us to to to, to see each other as we're supposed to see each other. Like will you just just like our children are 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 a resemble us, we're supposed to resemble you God. Help those who have murder in their hearts. Turn their hearts to God. Help them help them see that there is there is good in the land, and, and there is God in the land. Let them not just let evil abound and continue to abound. And Lord, we just thank you because it's by your grace and mercy that we on this line and those that believe in you are not consumed. And we just put ourselves and we hide ourselves under the shadow of your wings. And we thank you for the man that you gave the vision to for this line, oh God, that you would continue to keep him and his family and his seven degrees of separation. <clears throat> under the head of your protection. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. How is everybody? What's that? I said, I'm blessed. Yeah. All right, let me knock out my list. Um, the go the move family. How should go say? Go say should 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 Saraka, <laughs> Sasaka, <laughs> Morgan Macmillan and family. 
Sarga, Harandarka, Sakra. Okay, uh, manual rules a hundred going to the gun, Susie Webb, who should go say she 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 go
Morgan Farley. Hushida go sushida 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 go Go 
And everybody else on the list. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Father. Horombuti Shararaho Shangeke here. Roboshi Shararakan. Horomboshi Shararakan. Rashi Rukose, Shirukose, Shirukosanaka. Horombosha Shakara. Alright, and pray Reginald Foster. Regis Randidi. Oh, okay. Give me one second. That Rosenhaus, Roger, Foster. Donald lost a Haro
President Obama, hundred to go into the ground of the
We got anybody want to do discernment, walking around the supernatural, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, perseverance, faith, favor, love, mercy. Pick and choose, pick and choose. Somebody do something. Um, I did wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Um, I can do. Um, probably at, we come right now asking to be able for the ability to walk in the realm of the supernatural, being able to see um, the steps that you put before us, because you said the steps of the righteous man are ordered by you. Help us see the order in which you want us to step, oh God. Help us to, to see each and every nuance of your spirit so that we don't miss um, the direction in which you want us to go. We speak, we um, we pray for uh, supernatural revelation and um, peace. Is that right? And we ask, oh God, that as we draw nearer to you, that we draw your strength and we draw um, your uh, power. And we ask, oh God, that you will rejuvenate and revitalize and, and give us back our youth and put give us um, back our um, yeah, give us back our youth so that we'll be able to um, to walk on walk like behind on the feet, being able to climb higher and higher. That we don't look at our our body as it is, but as it should be, and, you know, as you want us to, as our spirit prospers, and we draw near to you, let our body um, reverse itself in aging, both in mind and body. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Which one did you just do? Um, walking in the realm of the supernatural and reverse of age. And I, and I did with the knowledge, understanding, and discernment. Grace, um, mercy, and favor. Um, well, we got grace, mercy, and favor. Oh, Jesus Christ. Perseverance to the end, supernatural, superhuman strength. I want to do supernatural, superhuman strength. Father God, we are seeking you for supernatural, superhuman strength. And talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Begin to pour forth down inside of somebody. All that is needed so that we can walk. Come as you call us to be, Lord. Let us not be men and women of little, weak, Shipwreck or damaged faith, Lord, <clears throat> but let us be men walking in great faith, Lord. Going to begin to walk over our lives, Lord, so we can walk and do those great marvelous deeds in these last days. Power of the Holy Ghost, Father God, we are overcomers. Overcomes. We are victors. We should not be victims. Jesus' name, I say, Amen. 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 And what we got? Grace, mercy, and favor, and what else? 
that big long one that I never know what you're saying. Um, uh, that long one, the exit, exit, um, on the exit something level. <laughs> some super, superhuman strength. No, on the synergistic, some, 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 yeah, synergistic level. <laughs> I don't either. I was like, what is synergistic? Hell, I know I'm educated, but I don't know what what is it. Like we need supernatural. I'm gonna repeat it slow. We need supernatural, superhuman strength, abilities, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Can we short that? What is synergistic again? Look, look, look. You don't, you don't need to shorten it. You need to understand it. <laughs> Because if you get an understanding of what I'm saying and why I'm saying it, you don't need to shorten it. You don't. You need super. You need strength beyond the natural, superhuman strength. That means you need strength like Samson. We got that. It's synergistic. We don't understand. Synergistic means it's multiplied. Where one and one is not two, but it's twenty-two. Increasing means that it's going to continue to grow so that you will outlast the enemy. You will have more than the enemy because he continuously attacks. But if your strength continually increases, that means you're continually moving forward and increasing and growing. Can we get a lesson on synergistic? Okay, where's Erica at with her dictionary? <laughs> oh, Felicia, you got you got Google it, Felicia. <laughs> because I, I get it in theory, but I need it. In application to this. Well, it's like exponential. Hold on one second. I got you. Okay, thank you, dear. No problem. Oh, my God. Maya is up here explaining to me what synergy means. There you go. Take it down, Mom, it means there working together and support. So she said, I'm like, how the hell do you know about synergy? What? <laughs> oh, I agree, child. <laughs> I'm like, because I, I heard her talk. You know, I'm listening to you, but I'm, she's right here, and I'm combing her hair. And I hear her saying something, and I'm like, is she explaining this to me? She thought it was like, Mommy, you slow. Let me help you out. <laughs> Like, you need to come to school with me. <laughs> yeah. She okay. said, doesn't mean, like, synergize? Like, look at this stuff. Like, before. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She's working it down. We need yeah. to have my on the line as an <laughs> educational support. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's funny. Oh, girl. Pity, girl. <laughs> wow. Ouch. That's funny. He <laughs> said, Mommy, you're supposed to be the teacher. You need to come sit in third grade with me. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> That's what you're right. That's probably what she said. <laughs> All right, come on, baby. Okay. 
All right, Missy. Okay. You ever get the definition of synergy? Huh? Felicia, you ever read the definition of synergy? Well, even though no. my broke. That's no, how Myers, 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 Myers broke it down. Okay, um, so you don't need it. I just want to know why the teachers sound irritated. Why the who? <laughs> like, you. I said, I want to know why the teachers sound irritated. Like, I'm the kid in the back that just don't get it, that keep raising my hand while you're trying to teach the lesson. Oh, y'all. The joke in the back. Like, just everybody... Can we move on? No. Just yeah, keep raising, keep raising his hand back, and you're like, dang it, that one again. <laughs> Cold enough being able to take the unit test because this joker still don't get it. Oh Jesus! At least I'm asking questions. This class, thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Hi, you gotta go. Thank you. Backpack. You're gonna have to leave this outside the backpack. All right. Huh? Um, Put that in your backpack, all that. Put it on in there, Maya. I'm going to get kept in detention for asking questions. <laughs> Everybody else going to go outside. Oh, you in. Stop. <laughs> Dad, we're going to teach a conference. Your kid's slow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Samuel? Yep. All right. Did you want the definition still for everybody else? Sure. Go right here. All right. So synergy is the interaction of elements that, when combined, produce a total effect that is greater than the sum of individual elements. So we it increases the effectiveness that results when two or more people or ah. businesses work together. Okay. And that puts in line where, and it, that even goes to scripture because it says a three chord, is that what it, how it goes? A three chord is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. It says one to put a thousand to flight, two to put ten thousand to flight. Maya, come on, man. Yeah. Ecclesiastes four and twelve. It says, um, so the prayer is in line even with scripture. So just in case anybody hears this and they're like, that don't make any sense. It says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and and conquer, but three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Go talk in the middle. Go talk in the middle. See? I ain't as crazy as I sound this time. I just didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I, I, I just, I mean, because I had heard it before. 
something. I had heard it, but I had never taken the time to really, you know, look um, up or understand what it meant. That's all. Hey. There. Amen. I say nothing else the whole day. <laughs> I say another thing. Tell that to somebody else. Okay. I'm not, I ain't saying nothing else, man. Mm-hmm. Except amen and holy glory. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, it's dark out here. It is not dark. Stop. Uh, yes, it is over here. Looks like you want to do something. That might be the rain y'all talking about. It's yeah, wet. it passed by all here. It's just drizzling now. Mm. Check yeah, my. Right the what? I say the sun is shining over here now. Oh, okay. Oh. Lord, I'm getting ready to take her to school. I got to stop by somebody's office. Hopefully, I won't go to jail. I'm just letting y'all know so y'all can pray for me. No, I'm not going to tell you what I'm about to do. You don't need to go to jail. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Peace upon your mouth and your mind. Okay. I, like I, I better pray for me because uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, peace what upon your mouth and your mind. So why you say you might go to get just because you said, oh, you, y'all not getting along this morning? Oh, no, no. It ain't nothing to do with her. I got to make a stop. Somebody done done something that I ain't quite happy with, so I got to make a stop. Peace, my, peace on your mouth and your mind, Sam. Speaking, let Lord speak through you, not you speak through you. Cause, well, look, somebody yeah. already told me to go while I'm on a prayer call, so that way at least I have God with me. Yes, praise God. Well, you need All to right. have, you got your earpiece in, your Bluetooth? Harley. Um, I mean, I'm. A, I don't know. I'm. A, I'm a, hold on so one second. You have your Bluetooth. Okay. He has a Bluetooth. I got it. Don't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> then maybe you need to keep it on for accountability sake. <laughs> Look, this this is being recorded. Y'all might not want to. I don't want to be accountable for what's going to be recorded. I ain't talking about for what I'm going to say. I'm talking about what's going to be recorded. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay, I get it. I understand. You need to get off and have Erica on the phone. You know what? Get off and have Erica on the phone. Even though with Erica, she might she might push you further than the red. She might get on the road, so I don't know. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna all work out. Yes, yes, it will. Ah. It's your cone on because I'm not taking, I'm not driving today. I don't know my phone is. Upstairs in my room. What I'll do is I'll, I'll just send you all a text. So I'm getting ready to drive like that, and I, it depends on what happens when I go to this person's office. So. All right. 
Oh boy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You know what? Before you get off the phone, then apologize. We come right now that as Sam goes into whatever his situation is sometimes, but as he, as he drives or goes to school and as he takes care of the business at hand for today, oh God, do you give him driving mercy and you speak through him. Let him speak words of wisdom and not out of feelings and emotion, Father God. Let him take care of how and what he says so that it cannot come back on him or be used against him, O oh Lord. We ask that you will give him everything that he needs to go through this situation so that it will work out in his favor, no matter what the enemy tries to put before him. And Lord, we just thank you in advance because we know through his faithfulness and through his submission to you that you will let it be done. And then they will be assured we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All righty. I'll hit y'all when I'm back. All right. Hello? Hello? How you doing? Hello? Who's, who's left on the phone? What? I was just trying to see who was left on the phone. Is there people people still on the phone? Yeah? Okay. Um, just in case you guys didn't hear, Sam will be back in um, as soon as he can, um, as he takes care of business. Did anyone have anything they'd like to share? Words of wisdom, scriptures, prophecies. Insights, revelation.
universe. Watch this. Watch this. Remember.
Alright, I'm back. Hello? Hello? Yep, I'm back. Alright. Rambo shit at the gunda run to the gunda the gas and run to the go see shit at the gunda run to the gunda 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 the Horombo shirakanda, horombo shirakanda, shirakose, shirakanda, rakonde de gande de go. Boran de regeshe, shirakondrande de go se, shirakanda kombo, shirakanda kande, shirakanda de gombrande de go saka. Horombo stade de ka ha, shindoro de gombro, shirakanda de kandaka. Horomboran de gombo, shirakanda de karande de go se, shirakanda go se, shirakanda go se. Harambrande de de gosa, ho shiraka. Our spirit can be poisoned by the evil spirit. This poison is the flaming dart of the enemy aimed directly at our spirit. Into into it, he shoots sorrow. <laughs> Lord Jesus, you know you just got jokes. Grief, anguish, woe, or heartbreak to cause us to have a sorrowful spirit. 1 Samuel 1 and 15. And a broken spirit who can bear, Proverbs 18 and 14. It is exceedingly hazardous for anyone to accept without objection or question every sorrow which comes upon him and to take for granted that these are naturally his own feelings. He has not yet examined the source nor put up any resistance. Let us remember to never accept any thought or feeling lightly. If we wish to walk after the spirit, we must be watchful in all points searching especially the source of every notion and sensation. Sometimes Satan provokes us to harden our spirit. It can become stiff, unyielding, narrow, and selfish. Such a spirit cannot work with God, nor can it do his will. And so a believer will abandon his love towards man. He will shed every delicate, sympathetic, tender-hearted feeling towards others. Since he has lost the generosity of the Lord and has drawn a circle around himself, how can the Holy Spirit ever use him mightily? Frequently, the enemy entices Christians to harbor an unforgiving spirit, a very common symptom indeed among God's children. Perhaps the fall of spiritual Christians can be traced chiefly to this very cause. Such bitterness and fault-finding and enmity inflict a severe blow upon spiritual life. If believers fail to see that such an attitude is distinctly from the enemy and not from themselves, mm, they shall never be emancipated from the spirit of hatred. Wow. Repeat that. <laughs> I'll read the whole paragraph. Frequently, the enemy entices Christians to harbor an unforgiving spirit a very common symptom indeed among God's children. Perhaps the fall of spiritual Christians can be traced chiefly to this very cause. Such bitterness and fault-finding and enmity inflict a severe blow upon spiritual life. If believers fail to see that such an attitude is distinctly from the enemy and not from themselves, they shall never be emancipated from the spirit of hatred. 
And still other times, Satan induces the spirit of God's people to become narrow and confined. He seduces these Christians to separate themselves from others by drawing lines of demarcation. <laughs> lines of demarcation. If anyone is blind to the concept of church as a body, he will be devoted to his small circle, proving that his spirit is already shrunken. The spiritual person, however, does not consider the things of God as his, as his own, but loves the whole church in his heart. If one spirit is open, the river of life overflows. Should his spirit shrink, he hinders God's work and lessens his own usefulness. A spirit that is not large enough to embrace all the children of God has been poisoned already. Often Satan injects pride into the believer's spirit, evoking in him an attitude of self-importance and of self-conceit. He causes him to esteem himself in a very to esteem himself a very outstanding person, one who is indispensable in God's work. Such a spirit constitutes one of major reasons for the fall of believers. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs sixteen and eighteen. The evil spirit infects the believer's spirit with these and other venoms. If these poisons are not opposed instantly, they soon become the works of the flesh. Galatians five and nineteen. At first, these are only poisons from Satan, but they can be transformed into the sins of the flesh if the Christian accepts them, even unconsciously, rather than resist them. If the venom in the spirit is not dealt with, it shall immediately become the sin of the spirit, a sin severer than any other. Severer than any other. James and John thunderously asked, Lord, do you want us to bid fire come down from heaven to consume them? And he said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Mm. Luke 9, 54 and 55. It is most essential that we know what kind of spirit we are. <laughs> God, you just always got jokes. You just, you just funny. You just really funny, Jesus. Hmm. We often do not perceive that our spirit is prey to the instigation of the enemy. Everything is wrong if it is wrong. From the experiences of these disciples, we observe that an erring spirit can manifest itself easily through spoken words. Even so, the words uttered may not reveal nearly as much as the tone assumed. <laughs> Sometimes the words are correct, but the tone is wrong. To assure victory, we need to watch even the sound of our speech. Wow. Immediately, the evil spirit touches our spirit. Our voice loses its... <laughs> he just got... You're so funny. Oh, you funny, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Immediately, the evil spirit touches our spirit. Our voice loses its softness. Our harsh, hard, and shrill utterance does not spring from the Holy Spirit. It simply exhibits the fact that the one who speaks has been poisoned already by Satan. How do we usually speak? Are we able to refer to others without any tinge of condemnation? Our words may in fact be true, but lurking behind those words of truth could be the spirit of criticism, condemnation, wrath, or jealousy. Whereas we should speak the truth in love. If our spirit is pure and gentle, then we are able to voice the truth. Now, should the spirit of condemning be within us, we must assuredly have sin. Sin is not only an action, it is also a condition. What is hidden behind things is what matters the most. How many times we sin while doing something for God or men, for darkly hidden away is an unfaithful, unwilling, or grudging spirit. 
Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Whew, you really want me to read this now, huh, Lord? <laughs> we must keep our spirits sweet and soft. It must be pure and clean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do we consider an erring spirit a sin? Do we know when the enemy has attacked our spirit, when our spirit is poisoned? Suppose we do know. Are we humble enough to eliminate such sin? The moment we notice our voices turn harsh, we must stop instantly. With not the slightest hesitation, we should turn to ourselves and say, I am willing to speak with a pure spirit. I am willing to oppose the enemy. If we are reluctant to say to our brother, I am wrong, then our spirit remains engulfed in the sin. God's children ought to learn how to guide their spirit from being goaded by the enemy. They should know how to also to preserve it in sweetness and tenderness. In ordinary times, the Lord's people should, should the Lord's people in ordinary times the Lord's people should early take the shield of faith, which quenches all the flaming darts of the evil one. This implies that we should swiftly exercise living faith to look for God's protection and to withstand the enemy's attack. Faith is our shield, not our extractor. Faith is a weapon for quenching the flaming darts, not for pulling them out afterwards. But should anyone be hit by a flaming dart, he must at once eliminate the cause of the dart. He should maintain an attitude of resistance, immediately denying whatever comes from Satan, and praying for cleansing. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Okay, here we go again. Our spirit can be poisoned by the evil spirit. The poison is the flaming dart of the enemy aimed directly at our spirit. Until he shoots sorrow, grief, anguish, woe, or heartbreak to cause us to have a sorrowful spirit. First Samuel 1 and 15. And a broken spirit who can bear. Proverbs 18 and 14. It is exceedingly hazardous for anyone to accept without objection or question every sorrow which comes upon him and take for granted that these are naturally his own feelings. He has not yet examined the source nor put up any resistance. Let us remember to never accept any thought or feeling lightly. If we wish to walk after the Spirit, we must be watchful in all points, searching especially the source of every notion and sensation. So, here we go right now. A lot of times when I'm praying and I'm talking about pulling out darts, these are the fiery darts that have been, that have been we've been attacked with, and, and you know Pastor Mark began began me down that lane, and we get stuff stuck in us in the spiritual arena. Now what he's pointing out now he's talking about sorrow, he's talking about hurting and, and, and different feelings, but he's breaking out breaking. I mean he's breaking up the fact or pointing out the fact that. There are two different areas, arenas, where these can emanate from. It is one thing to be, have a sorrow in yourself, in your soul, in your own feelings, but it's another thing when that sorrow is coming from your spirit. And he's giving you scripture to back that up when he's talking about a broken spirit in Proverbs eighteen fourteen and a sorrowful spirit in First Samuel 1 and 15. So if you've got something going on in your spirit, then you need to spiritually deal with it. 
See, and, and, and so a lot of people don't recognize that their enemy has, has attacked their spirit and they're trying to get help or whatever. You must attack, you must go in from the word of God to get rid of that, that spiritual problem. You use spiritual weapons to get rid of spiritual problems. Now, you will still have it in, the, in your soul. That's when you can use all these other different health techniques and changing this and another. But if you can use those, they're not going to have a, an effect that it needs to have because you're dealing it within the soul and you're not dealing it with it in spirit. I always come back again. We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. We need to examine and deal with each aspect of our beings in order to get control of it. Sam, could you repeat those um, two um, Bible passages again? Okay. First Samuel 1 and 15, he's talking about a sorrowful spirit. And broken spirit, who can bear? That's Proverbs 18 and 14. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Satan provokes us to harden our spirit. Yep, dealing with it right now. Again, recognizing where it's coming from. Is this attack coming from the natural? Is it coming from the spiritual? It's going to affect you naturally, but recognize where it's coming from. Satan sometimes provokes us to harden our spirit. It can become stiff, unyielding, narrow, and selfish. Such a spirit cannot work with God, nor can it do his will. And so a believer will abandon his love towards man. He will shed every delicate, sympathetic, tender-hearted feeling towards others. Since he has lost the generosity of the Lord and has drawn a circle around himself, how can the Holy Spirit ever use him, use him mightily? Like I said, right now I'm dealing with it, with some things that's going on in my walk with me right now. But I'm forcing myself to do what I know needs to be done. Okay, so again, so right now I'm 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 walking in God because I'm forcing myself to do what I know I need to do, which is his work, and I'm trusting him to work out that which I can't do right now till I get off this phone. But again, see that's what you so you gotta understand when the enemy is attacking, you can't just sit back and go twiddle your thumbs and say, Oh well it's a no hell no, it's not okay. background. If you don't understand this and use the correct tools to deal with it, you, you're, you're fighting a losing battle. So now it's your responsibility to begin to understand where this is coming from. Is it coming from my soul, my spirit, or my body? And then when you begin to understand, see, that's what discernment, see, this is a level of discernment, which is a lot, lot more than most people will deal with. It's available to you. Begin to use your discernment. You have it. Ask the Holy Spirit to begin to show you these things, and then you can deal with it correctly. Frequently, the enemy entices Christians to harbor an unforgiving spirit, a very constant common symptom indeed among God's children. Perhaps the fall of spiritual Christians can be traced chiefly to this very cause. Such bitterness and fault-finding and enmity inflict a severe blow upon spiritual life. If believers fail to see that such an attitude is distinctly from the enemy and not from themselves, they should never be emancipated from the spirit of hatred. Mm. Unforgiveness. Remember now, these spirits work in groups. 
okay? So any open door, they they begin to, you know, they try to get others in there. You know what I mean? It's just like anybody. Oh, man, I, uh, it's a party over here. Come on on over here. Unforgiveness. That's a, a hurt. Has, uh, an offense has occurred. When that offense has occurred and you don't get rid of it, then unforgiveness sets in. If unforgiveness resides for a long time, here comes bitterness. And he's talking about even from bitterness, it can come hatred. See the processes in the negative arena that have occurred? And now, again, even science points out, if you walk with unforgiveness, how that can cause physical problems. Again, see how these things interact with each other. People who are grumpy, mad, etc. They got stomach problems. They got ulcers. Unforgiveness causes bitterness. A lot of times, people who have cancer, you find out that they got bitterness, unforgiveness in their heart. All these things are things that have not been dealt with, and people sweep on under the rug, or they think, "Oh, it's all fine." Well, no, it's not. And they affect you in the physically. We're a three-part being. You cannot get away from doing not all aspects of your life, not one affecting the other. So again, he's pointing out in the spiritual arena these different spirits that are attacking and, and, and growing inside of you and, and, and inviting their friends over and it causing more and more problems. Amen. At still other times, Satan induces the spirit of God's people to become narrow and confined. He seduces these Christians into separating themselves from others by drawing lines of demarcation. If anyone is blind to the concept of church as a body, he will be devoted to his small circle, proving that his spirit is already shrunken. The spiritual person, however, does not consider the things of God as his own, but loves the whole church in his heart. If one spirit is open, the river of life overflows. Should a spirit shrink, he hinders God's works and lessens his own usefulness. A spirit that is not large enough to embrace all the children of God has been poisoned already. When you start getting to the point that is, you know what, I don't, and it's not a matter of needing somebody. Recognize that as a child of God, in all honesty, you, you're called to be a servant. You're called to serve others. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. I pointed out before, when Jesus was trying to talk to disciples, here come everybody thronging him because they need help. He put his agenda aside and started to deal with their, with their agenda. Everybody wants to be a leader. When it comes to the body of Christ, if you're a leader, then all in, in all honesty, that means you're a servant. More is required of you. If you're truthfully walking in that capacity. So, who much is given, much is required. Often Satan injects pride into the believer's spirit, invoking in him an attitude of self-importance and of self-conceit. He causes him to esteem himself a very outstanding person, one who is indispensable in God's work. Spirit constitutes one of major reasons for the fall of believers. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty, haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 8, 16 and 18. That's that flesh. That's that flesh. When you get to the point that you will, see, that's why iron sharpens iron. When you get to the point that you will not allow your brother, uh, your brothers or sisters to cut you, then you got to the point that you're walking in yourself. 
That should be a signal right there. And I'm not trying to say every everybody. Okay, understanding where it comes from. When it's done in love, and sometimes it might not be done in love, but it still might be true. So recognize that at any point in time, as long as you're wearing this meat suit, you are open to, to flesh rising up. Perfect example is David. David and Bathsheba. David was walked, first of all, David was out of position. It was a time when kings go into battle. David was on the rooftop, so that was the first thing. David was out of position. At that God-ordained time, he was supposed to have been in battle, but he was on the roof. He was on the roof walking around, looking at his kingdom, gloating about what he, what he had accomplished. Now, remember before when he was running from everything and everybody, how he was crying out to God. Now, now that he's gotten a moment of peace and he's got a moment of rest, even though he was still battling, but now he's like, this has been achieved. He's walking and looking at all that he did. Then he saw Bathsheba. So, again, at any moment, your flesh can rise up and say, hey, I'm here. And it can get you into trouble. The evil spirit infects the believer's spirit with these and other venoms. If these poisons are not opposed instantly, they soon become works of the flesh, Galatians 5 and 19. At first, these are only poisons from Satan, but they can be transformed into sins of the flesh if the Christian accepts them even unconsciously, rather than resist them. If the venom in the spirit is not dealt with, excuse me, it should be immediately become the sin of the spirit, a sin severer than any other. James and John thunderously asked, Lord, do you want us to be a fire to come down from heaven and consume them? And he said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are, Luke 9, 54 and 55. So you got to the point that you so wrapped up in yourself because of all the things that you have done and you have achieved, achieved because you're walking in the Spirit and God has, God has used you to transform lives and to heal people and deliver and this and other. Now all of a sudden, because you're walking in the power of God, and, and, and you're going to call fire down from heaven to consume them. I read that and I laughed because that thought went through my mind when I was leaving that man's office today. I'm like, really? Really? So again, at any point in time, you can this can happen. So just 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 always be cautious. Always be cautious of what's going on, recognizing where it's coming from. Recognize where it's coming from, spirit, soul, and body. All again, what we read earlier, each set of each aspect of your life has a set of senses. So recognize what's going on. The Holy Spirit will gladly show you these things. Don't think he doesn't want you to learn them. But again, you're going to have to go through in order to learn them and to walk accordingly. It's going to cost you. That's what T.D. Jakes was talking about earlier. It's going to cost you. Salvation is free, but the anointing is going to cost you. You're going to pay a cost. If Jesus did, why do you think that you're not? If the venom in the spirit is not dealt, okay. And he said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are, Luke 9, 54 and 55. It is most essential that we know what kind of spirit we are. We often do not perceive that our spirit is prey to the instigation of the enemy. Everything is wrong if it is wrong. From the experience of these two disciples, we observe that an erring spirit can manifest itself easily through spoken words. Oh, sometimes shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Notice what I just said about me. 
I said that thought ran through my mind. I did not utter my mouth. Shut your mouth. When you're going through things, shut your mouth. Keep it quiet. Keep it closed. Pull back. That's when the enemy's trying to see, is it working? I hit you with that dart. Is it working? Keep your mouth closed. You can't say nothing good. You can't get into the world. You can't confess. Just shut it up. Until you get to a point where you can begin to do what you need to do. You must learn to respond rather than react. From the experience of these two disciples, we observe that an erring spirit can manifest itself easily through spoken words. Even so, the words uttered may not reveal nearly as much as the tone assumed. Sometimes the words are correct, but the tone is wrong. To assure victory, we need to watch even the sound of our speech. Immediately, the evil spirit touches our spirit. Our voice loses its softness. A harsh, hard, and shrill utterance does not spring from the Holy Spirit. It simply exhibits the fact that the one who is speaking has been poisoned already by Satan. Even our tone. It, it, again, just, just, you know, because you're, you're there and, and you're pissed and you've been hit. And so now your attitude is changing and you're struggling to try to say the right thing, but you, I love you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, you're saying the words, but in all reality, you're not really meaning it. Now, 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 if that's where you got to start, that's where you start. Okay, keep that in mind. Everything's a process. If that's where you got to start, start there. But recognize you ain't where you need to be yet. And you, God help me, I ain't yet. This see this that's you call on your mentor, you call on your your partner. God help me, I ain't there. You gotta help me, Lord. I ain't there yet, Lord. What needs to happen to get me to where I need to be? Oh and what did He say? Those who are free are free indeed. I'm not there. Recognize you're not there. Recognize there's something else going on. Recognize my heart is not not set free yet. Recognize that that okay, yeah, I said it, but yeah, I don't mean it. I ain't walking it, and something's bothering me. And let the Holy Spirit come in and examine and reveal to you what's going on. And again, not only resolve the problem, but close the interests that allowed it in there. See, that's the work that was required for each and every one of us, and it can only be done on an individual basis. Nobody can do that for you. Nobody. It's your responsibility. It's your job. How do we usually speak? Are we able to refer to others without any tinge in condemnation? Our words may in fact be true, but lurking behind these words of truth could be the spirit of criticism, condemnation, wrath, or jealousy. Whereas we should speak the truth in love, if our spirit is pure and gentile, then we are able to voice the truth. Now, should the spirit of condemning be within us, we must most assuredly have sinned. Sin is not only an action, it is also a condition. Wow. That tells you right there. It's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of being. Hmm. What is hidden behind things is what matters the most. 
How many times we sin while doing something for God or man? For darkly hidden away is an unfaithful, unwilling, or grudging spirit. He doesn't even want you to give in a grudgingly manner. That's why God examines our hearts. He knows what's in our hearts. He knows what's motivated. See, that's the one thing. God can go within and see what's really going on. God knows what's going on inside of you. Satan doesn't. He only knows how you react. Wow. Sin is not only an action, it's also a condition. What is hidden behind things is what matters the most. How many times we sin while doing something for God or man, for darkly hidden away is an unfaithful, unwilling, or grudging spirit. We must keep our spirit sweet and soft. It must be pure and clean. Do we consider an erring spirit a sin? Do we know when the enemy has attacked our spirit, when our spirit is poisoned? Sometimes we do know. Are we humble enough to eliminate such sin? The moment we notice our voices turn harsh, we must stop instantly. Yeah, well, I got a problem with that. I'm just letting you know now. With, with not the slightest hesitation, we should turn to ourselves and say, I am willing to speak with a pure spirit. I am willing to oppose the enemy. If we are reluctant to say to our brother, I am wrong, then our spirit remains engulfed in its sin. God's children ought to learn how to guard their spirit from being goaded by the enemy. They should also know how to preserve it in sweetness and tenderness. In ordinary times, the Lord's people should early take the shield of faith, which quenches all the flaming darts of the evil one. This implies that we should swiftly exercise living faith to look for God's protection and to withstand the enemy's attack. Faith is our shield, not our extractor. Faith is a weapon for quenching the flaming darts, not for pulling them out afterwards. But should anyone be hit by a flaming dart, he must at once eliminate the cause of the dart. He should maintain an attitude of resistance, immediately denying whatever comes from Satan and praying for cleansing. And that is our lesson for today. Let me start out by saying this message was not just for you today. I ain't got much to say, so y'all can go ahead and talk. <laughs> well, if I may say, one of the things that um, caught me was when you said uh, about shutting your mouth, because my mother used to tell me, and I didn't understand what she meant when she would say it, but she always said that the enemy, you know, I guess like when you pray, that unless the enemy only knows that you pray out loud or what you say out loud, you know, like God knows your heart, but the enemy only knows what you say out loud. And that, and sometimes certain things, like it's okay to pray them out loud, but things that you want hidden, just say them inside. And so that's, that's kind of, um, you know, what you said kind of reminded me when she would always say that to me. Um, you know, he don't say it out loud, and he doesn't know. He can only use against you what you verbalize. 
Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to see if it's the same thing. All right. I said, did you hear me? No, I didn't hear the last part. I said, I'm trying to see if that's what you meant when uh, you said he could only, um, that the enemy only knows what you verbalize, like my mom would say about prayer, prayers. Like well, God, you know, what's in your heart, but, um, you know, because I was referring back to when you said don't say things out loud, like close your mouth and don't let certain things fall out because it gives the enemy ammo, but he doesn't know what's inside of your heart and inside of your head. But you give him a, uh, um, an up when you verbalize it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, correct. I mean, see, God God is omnipotent, omniscient, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm omnipresent. He's omnipotent, means he's all-powerful. He's omniscient, he knows everything. And he's um, omnipresent, means he's everywhere. Satan right. is not. So everything that Satan does, he tries to duplicate God. That's literally why you got Big Brother, the prince of the power there. That's why you got all these cameras and all these things that they can listen to you and trace you. By that, Satan is duplicating himself as being, I can be everywhere now. He he can't. Here he can. Okay, see, yeah, it's even bigger than what you were just talking about. Right, so everything everything that God does, Satan does a facsimile. He does something similar. So... He can't be inside of you, so he'll try you. Now, he only knows if what he is doing, when those thoughts are running through your mind, how do you react? Do you get, okay, perfect thing. I, you need to go, and we talked about this on the Mastermind, you need to go exercise, you need to go exercise, you need to go exercise. I'm, I'm saying that to you because I know that's one of your things. Right. <laughs> and if you on the couch and eat your cookies, he said, okay, that thought is working. Well, I'm going to keep using it. But if you keep getting up and doing what you need to do when that thought is there, okay, that thought is not working. Or that spirit, you know, like you got the spirit on the left shoulder and the spirit on the right shoulder. Right. Okay, that spirit is just trying to get into your procrastination and laziness and all that. And if you're not getting up doing what you need to do, then, okay, it's working. But if you get up and do what you need to do, okay, that particular spirit ain't working. I got to try something else. So, again, Satan studies you. Mm. He studies you. He know. He literally yeah. got a, a worksheet out on you as far as who, how you're going to act and react, doing what do, so he knows what. And, see, that's what begins to really piss him off is when you start growing and maturing as a, as a, as a child of God and the Word of God begins to rise up in you. Now those old habit patterns, those things that you used to do, those things that used to set you off don't do that anymore. Then he gets a pretty good pissed. You know what that reminds me of? Let me tell you something. Facebook. Now let me tell you why that reminds me of Facebook. One thing I noticed, and I, it's probably the big brother thing that you're talking about. Um, when you're on Facebook, you know how, like, when you're on Facebook and even Yahoo and stuff like that, they have advertisements because, you know, that's how they pay for the stuff and, and, and how it's free. And they have those advertisements. So let's say, um, like, I know a girl uh, at the church I'm going to, she has an issue with um, her, the size of her tatas, the size of her breast. And she was looking into, I guess she had gone to yeah, to Google and was looking into breast reduction. 
and so obviously if you're doing that, that's an area that is sensitive for you, right? You know, where you might feel a little bit insecure or whatever. And so when she went to her Facebook, all of the advertisements on that right-hand side were about breast reduction and people who wanted to kill themselves because their breasts were too big. You know, like that type of stuff. And we were talking and we were like, wow, look at that subliminal. Because she is a very strong woman of God. And she is in a period of transition, you know, to elevation. But she's, you know, she's going higher. And she's, there's a lot of things happening with her. But that's an area that is very sensitive for her. And because she was looking at that, you know, and, and now the enemy, okay, if the enemy is trying to attack her because of her elevation, now the enemy knows what is an area of sensitivity for her. And so it keeps showing up. Does that make any sense? Like every time she goes on Facebook, she could be posting something about, you know, something going on at church or something going, you know, something, but it, that always pops up every single time. It always pops up. And that's what kind of reminds um It seems like that's maybe not in that particular arena, but that's what you're saying, that he knows your weaknesses. He knows where your areas of sensitivity lie. He knows, so when you're trying to walk in a certain direction, he wants to keep you chained and bound in your in your spirit, and he'll throw stuff up in your face to keep pulling you back. Does that make any sense? Yep. Yep. Perfectly. And even again, what I was talking about again about duplication. Now through the internet and through all these social medias, systems are set up. So once you hit this, you know, because you have an interest in it, then you start getting all this, this stuff. Again, right. so a system is set up so that it's automatically triggered to you know to keep at you. Mm-hmm. Right. People, people, people again don't understand. You know. And I'm not trying to say everything is super spiritual, but again, look at it from that perspective. Speaking about the the internet um, and Facebook, and that there are ways that you can block what um, what you view so that it doesn't come up. And because I noticed that as well, and it, it's really kind of a creepy feeling. Um, yeah. Because you know that you know that there's someone out there that's even though it's, it's, it's computer-based, but still, that, that you're being watched and, and everything that yeah. you, you know, look at someone, you know, um, there's an entity that knows about that. So there is a way to block that, but it's even um, being um, adjusted from from that point of view, and which is why um, I'm leery about downloading the Windows 10 because that takes away more of your of your privacy and it gives more oh. um access to you know to Microsoft and so I'm I'm you know I'm leery about I haven't downloaded it yet <clears throat> but eventually it's almost like you're not gonna have a choice because your computer is not gonna work if right. you you know if you don't have the, the, the upgraded uh software and that. So it's that's like part of how they do it too. That's part right. of how they press you to be a part of that madness because they make it so that there's no other. And you know what it reminds I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pam. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just when you said that some alarms, like some bells started going off because then it reminds me of what, um, is it in, Sam, is it in Revelation 
Like, is it actually written in Revelation? Yeah, it is. The mark of the beast mm-hmm. and how you're going to have to go through. You know, in, in the end times, you're going to have to go through Big Brother, which is the beast, which is the Satan, you know. You're going to have to go through Big Brother for everything. Like, you don't have a choice. Like, I know that, that people's phone calls, I know them all on the staff. Everybody's on the staff. I know this for a fact, and I thought it was just me. I thought I was crazy until so many people started saying, you know what, I didn't want to say anything about this, but somebody's listening on my phone call because I hear the echo, I hear the diss, I hear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just different things like, like most detectors, there's cameras everywhere in people's houses, and I swear to God, I thought it was just me until people started saying it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's not just, you know, it's always a good feeling, you know, it ain't just you. And so, um, you know, all that type of stuff. But it says that, that you will not be able to do certain things if you don't have that mark of the beast, and that is what is coming to pass. That's what's coming to pass. You know, like you and said, you, you know how they're choice. doing it, though. They're making it seem like it's a convenience yeah. for you. Yeah, like it's for your protection. Right. You know, just like, you know, right. like, with the different phones and that, and they have all these apps, okay, making uh-huh. everything convenient for you. But when and when you try and download an app, okay, and you have to, you know, like give it permission, okay, to load onto your phone, oh, mm-hmm. if you ever pay attention to what it wants access to, okay, it wants access mm-hmm. basically to all the information on your phone. Why do you need to know um, what pictures? are on my phone mm. in order for me to use your app, okay? Mm. Why do you need to know where I am 24-7? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, weird Why too. do you need yeah. access to, to, to my friends' uh, phone numbers? You know, I mean, because right. they can tell who you call, when you call them, mm-hmm. how long you're on the phone with them, mm-hmm. okay? And then that um, gives them part. Um, access to all of your friends' information too, then they can see. It's like like with the friends list on Facebook and the suggested friends, and you look up and all those people, yeah. And it ain't, and it's not, but see, here's the thing. Their stuff isn't like that. Their stuff is private. Whoever is coming up with this stuff, their stuff is private and secure. Well, well, except for from the government, because now the government has access to everything. If you, you know, they, if you ever listen on the news when there's like um, some type of crime going on and they're looking for, for people or whatever, they say they're monitoring social media. How can you monitor social media if you don't have access to people's accounts? That's true. That is true. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, there, there truly is no privacy. And now they even have, the police have access to um, to gadgets where they can, like, point it at a house to see, like, how many people are in the house. You know, like, no like you way. See, yes, like you see on TV, and you can see, like, the body images because, you know, it, it, it picks up the heat, the body heat. What? So they can see, like, how many people are, like, in the house and, you know, and, like, w- you know, like what you're doing if you're walking around or if you're in bed and, you know, and that type of thing. Now, it's supposed to be used for, um, like, say, if they were doing, like, a drug raid or something mm-hmm. like that, they have an idea of how many people are in the house and where they're at, 
okay? Mm-hmm. But once mm-hmm. you have that technology, you can use it for what you want. Wow. I'm so slow. I don't never mean on the one Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And see, that's why you have to really be careful. You have to really pay attention to, you know, I know like a lot of people don't like watching the news. And I understand that because I do call it, you know, my my death and destruction uh, part of the day. But, you know, sometimes you get information. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll drop a little tidbit and you may only hear it once. Okay, mm-hmm. because the powers that be, be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't, we don't want that out there. Don't say that again. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and the same thing. And, and what is really becoming evident is this whole presidential race, like with Donald Trump. Okay, you got all these people that are like against Donald Trump, and and, and rightly so, because you know he's kind of out there. But they're not paying attention to Ted Cruz. Okay, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz has some of the same ideas as Donald Trump. But he doesn't okay. have the voice here because you got Donald out there, you know, acting mm-hmm. like a madman, okay? So why, that's why I've always, from the beginning, I've called him the distraction, okay? Because ah. he's getting all the press and, and people are all up in arms about, you know, like what he's saying and, and so on and so forth. But then you're not paying attention to the other one, okay, and what what he may be thinking, what he's up to. You don't know. Like so you're not going to know until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying he's like a decoy. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's, like, it's like the people that, that go into the to the retail stores to, to steal. You got one that, that, you know, causing a distraction over here so that you don't know what the other one is doing over there. Mm. Mm. Yep. The Republicans wow. want, the Republicans want the White House back. Trust that one. Mm. And they will do what they have to do to get it. Yeah, it's just it's definitely you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never I wasn't really you know, I would hear stuff and my I have cousins who Jehovah's Witnesses and you know, things like that. And I would hear them talk about the end times, and, you know, paradise and all that other type of stuff. And I was like, oh, this makes a really good story. But man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> that was it. Because this is crazy. It's like every year. Because, you know, just a few years ago, we didn't even have all the stuff that we have now. All mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, and it just keeps getting worse. Like the, um, I got a card with with the chip, with the electronic chip in it the other day. I had to throw away my old debit card, cut that one up, because now I have to use this one with the chip. But you don't mm-hmm. even need a pin code and stuff. They just know who you are. And remember when they have you could buy your groceries with a fingerprint, a jewel. Remember that? No, that I don't remember. Girl, listen. Not more than a few. This was, let me tell you how recent this was. I've only been living in DeKalb for about two and a half years, okay? And right before that, I was in the city. This, and I was only in the city for four years. And this happened during the time I was in the city. So we're talking about as recently as five years ago, inside of a time period of five years, where you you use your fingerprint. And that's how you got your groceries. You didn't need 
They also did that only at select stores. Yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, that's a trial run. When they're doing stuff like that, it's a trial run so they can try to work the bugs out of the stuff. Oh, okay. So I, because I know it was and it scared me. I was like, what? Fingerprint, like this some old Mission Impossible type, you know what I'm saying? And then I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like that fingerprint. Yeah, because well, wait a minute, I got one for you. I got one for you. Um, you know that that's how they um clock in the children. I mean, that's how uh, at the school district that I'm in. That's how they switched over the system to where that's how the children get their lunch. Like, you know, you pay for their lunch, you have to put your number into a little pen pad or whatever, and they'll see, okay, do you have enough money in your account to purchase your lunch? They changed it to your fingerprint, and I told them, no, you will not. Not this one. You won't. Ooh, and that's how they get the kids' fingerprints in the system so yeah, that they'll have they it when them. they become an adult. Yes. Every, every child, every child, every, it's at all the schools, um, I believe the middle school and my high school, and you had the option of declining. And I said, no, you will not. That's weird. I don't like it. It seems satanic, and I ain't doing it. No, she knows her pen number. She put in the code. I, and I was just outdone. When I saw that they were doing that to kids, I said, uh-uh. Mm-mm. And see, they start, they, they do the trials like that in the small in the smaller test markets. Okay, right. like fancy, so you know, you know like you work out the books at, you know, right. and, you know, people don't always, you know, realize, like, what's going on or whatever the case may be, so that by the time it comes to the big city, they ain't worked out those books. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly. how they try to make it seem like, like you have to, you know, like you have to do it. You know, they don't mm-hmm. they don't tell you what the options are. They say, you know, this is this is how we're doing it. Um, and if you want it, you have to do it this way. And most people will go along with that. But if you if you ever decide to buck it and say, you know what, that's okay, I don't want it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do it this way, then you find out, well, well you can do it, you know, like this way, you know, but you know, it's just that the other way is more convenient. No, that is more convenient for you. It ain't more convenient for me. Right, exactly, exactly. And see, even with the food, and you know, and this is all tying in, well, to me, maybe I'm wrong, but in my estimation, it all ties into the lesson because we're talking about Satan and how he gets you and all this other type of stuff. And because I'm, you know, even the food out here in these little bitty towns. And that's why I'll drive to a, you know, I'll drive to a real city to go shopping. I mean, little things I'll get here, like little frozen burritos and, you know, but when I do my grocery shopping, grocery shopping, I go to a real city because they do um, test in little towns like this. They don't care about the little bitty people here. Yep. You know, they don't care. It's like a prison, like a test center. It's called collateral damage. Oh, see, see. And so, you know, I drive out, I drive the whole food and they feel something with white people out there. They're not going to poison their food. You know what I'm saying? I don't, uh-uh. That's why certain things, and we have to be, I'm not saying that everybody has the luxury of being able to do that, but we have to be strategic in everything that we do when we know that there are certain times that we're in. You know, we mm-hmm. have to be very, 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 very strategic because 
you know, even with Facebook, you know, you think, okay, um, you know, these are, you know, these are my, you know, you think it's okay, like, if you think you're only sharing with family and friends, and you might put up a picture of your baby on it, because I know I put pictures of my, of my, uh, doing her top chef routine, you know, for family to see, and, you know, stuff like that, and then I thought about it, this was just the other day, I thought about it, and I said, stop doing that, stop putting pictures of your babies up there, because it's not just family, even though they say that's what it is. You don't know who's looking at those pictures. Right. You don't know right. who's looking at those pictures. And so I haven't put another picture up there. You know, it's one thing if I put a picture of myself up there with nobody. I mean, what's going to happen to me? Whatever, but not babies. If you want them, if somebody wants pictures of them that day, you don't have to hack into the school system. I don't know, but I'm not going to be doing that because you never know. People are not right. And we are living in, I mean, we in hell. This is hell, which is why it's the devil realm. So you don't know what folks are doing with your stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very prudent because this ain't, you know, when it was just a rotary phone. And <laughs> you know, oh, we, had, we had to wait till somebody got home to call them or go got a house. No, this, because this game on. It's game on. People want to take over the world, and they are doing it. And, and that's why, you know, when Sam was just talking about, um, Sam, when you were talking about that spirits working in groups, you said that, right? Yeah. About them working in groups. You know, I thought about how, um, you know, it, it's but it's been that way because, you know, the top 1%, Really, we're in the whole world. The top one mm-hmm. percent of the people with all the power and all the money. Oprah, we think Oprah money. No, that ain't money, and that ain't power. No, it's not. No, we're talking about the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the oil people in the Middle East. Those are the people who run the world, and it's on. And it's the top one percent, and they will do whatever it takes to stay in power. They don't care if they have to kill everybody else on the face of this whole planet mm-hmm. because they demons. You have to be in order to get that kind of money. You can't get that kind of money um, unless there's some other stuff going on. You know, with forgiveness and meekness and inheriting the earth and, you know what I'm saying, the Holy Spirit, you don't get that kind of money being like that. That's all I'm saying. So the point, you know, the point that I'm making is I, I, I see it in action, the reading, what he was talking about. I really, I believe it, and I see it in action. And everybody's uh, privy to it. Everybody's a pawn. Especially those who, you know, are trying to um, walk upright because they see it as a bucking of the system. Yep. What did you just say? I said, that's, that's all. I just was applying it to just doing a practical application, Pam and I, to real life. <laughs> I got you.
Anybody else got anything? I have not been taking prayer questions. I got last, Renee. <laughs> I think she might have got off because um, she sent me a text. Oh, okay. Well, you can start with me. Uh, give me one second. Was that Lisa? That was Lisa that was speaking a few minutes ago. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I, while we waiting on Sam, I got another one for you. Um, okay. You know the smart TVs. Yeah, how they can record your conversation. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Well, check this out. Um, I was reading about them, and uh-huh. it was saying that their voice activated, but they they respond. To, to, to the voice once they hear it. So they don't just respond to TV on, TV off, Channel 7, you know, or anything like that. As soon as they hear a voice, it activates the television. Wow. So if you are in the room and you are having a conversation with someone, okay, that information is, is transcribed somewhere. Wow. And so weird. So people are thinking that, you know, like, oh, I got the latest technology. I got this TV. You know, I don't even need the remote control anymore. I can just tell it to turn itself on or turn it off or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that may be true. But then it also knows other stuff that you be talking about when you're in that room. That's supposed to be private. Huh? I said things that are supposed to be private. That's just weird. But you know what? Think of, but think about this, though. This is what I want you to think about with that. Look at how that is a play on for human nature. We're lazy. We're getting lazy to the point where we don't want to even turn a remote. You know, first we have to get up and change channels manually. Okay, fine. And then after we have to change channels manually, you know, then we got the remote, right? We can sit there, click, 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 click. Okay, cool. Now we don't even have to, you ain't even got to pick up the thing and push a button. Now you just talk. And for see, the, but Big Brother knows that. How lazy we've become. How we want everything easy. How we don't want to work to do nothing. You see what I'm saying? It's just yep. a play on, on what is killing us in the first place and making it easier for all of us to continue to kill ourselves. And they advertise it like it's this great thing for you. It's a convenience for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? The same thing with um, being able to to Skype and mm-hmm. to, um, you know, you got the, the, the camera in your, um, in your computer and, and that. 
um, <laughs> the laptop that I have now, I think was the first one that I had that had the, the, the camera in it. And I never hooked up, you know, I never hooked that up or, or turned that on. And wow. I took it a step further. I took some paper, folded it about three or four times, and taped it across the yeah. camera lens. Uh-huh. Because if someone hacks into your computer, yeah. they could be watching you and you don't know. That happened to my daughter. But when she was in high school, mm-hmm. somebody had uploaded, like she didn't know, because, you know, I'm slow. I don't even know what that stuff is, and I didn't know what that thing was. I just bought her the laptop to do homework. And a picture was uploaded, like it appeared in her files that she didn't do, of her doing her homework and the person that um, she was talking to on the phone, like one of her classmates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I said, what the hell? But I never showed her. See, I was looking for some pictures um, that she had put on her computer of my baby girl. I was looking for okay. that to make a collage. And so I never told her that I saw that because it would have freaked her out, like, tremendously. So I fixed her computer so that it was covered up. And it, and it was, you know, I did it. Okay. And I always check. Now, she knows about it now. But at the time, she didn't because it would have weirded her out too much. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 it's crazy. And somebody said to me the other day, said something to me, and it was so, I could definitely understand why they said it. Uh, I could understand. But it's, it, you know, still kind of weirded me out, nevertheless. But, you know, I could definitely understand because she said, you know what, I was, and that's the way, and I said this, too. I ain't going to lie. I wish God would just come to keep this. If he's going to do it, I ain't trying to rush him, and I know he do what he do. But I'm like, I'm, can't you just go and take this and start over if that's what we're going to do? Because it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse every day. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and, you know, they've gone back to persecuting Christians the way they used to do in medieval times. Yeah. It's so, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. And I'm like, man, I'm, can't we just. Oh, and let us not forget about the, the security cameras in the home. And who? You know, people get the security cameras, but they don't just put them oh. outside the home. They put them inside the home also. So now you're, right. giving, you're giving them permission to see what, what's going on in your house. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because um, when you get the yeah, security systems like ADT and stuff mm-hmm. like that, when yep. they're installing them, they're installing Yes. Yeah, you can, yes. get, you know, most people, get, you know, just get the security system or they may get cameras put outside the house, but some people right. are getting them inside the house. Oh, okay. You oh, know, the customers who are signing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and so, but when you do that, um, 
somebody hack into the system, okay, say like the government, now they got a bird's eye view of what you're doing in your house. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry, honey. Pam? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was... Go ahead. I'm listening. No, I was just saying, you know, those security systems, you know, which is supposed to be for your protection, mm-hmm. okay, could also be to your demise. Everything. Isn't it funny how everything is that way, though? Mm-hmm. Everything is, is, is that way. Crazy. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just keep saying that um, this is it's something, this whole life thing is, is something else. And then I look at animals. And I'm like, I'd rather be one of them. I just make me a good to be one near cat or some stuff, because they don't do all this extra. We're supposed to be so high above them, but we're not. Look how we act. Look how we treat each other. Yep. Like I'll be a lemur. Just make me a lemur. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.